The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Alex Palmer is the author and cultural explorer of the book The Atlas of Christmas, which unveils the captivating and sometimes quirky Christmas traditions from around the world, inspiring readers to embrace the diversity of global celebrations with family and friends. And Alex is on the line with us here. How are you today? Good, how are you, Toby? Um, Excellent, thank you. So, The Atlas of Christmas seems like such a unique and fascinating project. So what was it that motivated you to create the book? Yeah, I mean, I've, like many people, always loved Christmas, loved the holiday season. It's the time of year I always look forward to most. Yes. Even though I'm from California originally, I, uh, I'm on the, the in the New York area now, so we get very cold winters. And I really, I still love that first snow and just love that whole holiday season. But um, I have been a journalist and writer of history and culture for, for about a decade. Decade, 15, actually almost 15 years now, um, and actually did another book about uh, Christmas in New York specifically several years ago, uh, and loved that digging into sort of specifically New York traditions, how some of these familiar uh, rituals and, and decorations and games kind of came about, uh, you know, in the U.S. Uh, and from that started thinking, well, what about other countries? How are how is Christmas being celebrated elsewhere? And you know, what are the roots of some of these traditions and also how are they uh, what do the branches look like you know what what, yeah. what are they maybe what started from a similar place then kind of gets adapted and you know has its own specific ways of being celebrated in certain cities or countries and um and and just sort of exploring that variety of ways to celebrate this holiday so are you able to share a couple examples of christmas traditions in the book that particularly surprised or fascinated you during your research yeah you know something that uh, that, that I found really interesting was that uh, in places like uh, these, these sort of really super local traditions that you would find where uh, you might be, you know, familiar with some variations broadly from one, you know, one, one country to another, but some, you know, very specific little cities like in the, the, the town of uh, uh, Bir- 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 
God in Germany. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But <laughs> yeah. they, they have a, it bore, it's this little, you know, in the kind of in the Bavarian Alps there, this tiny little uh, scenic mountain uh, municipality. And they have a, a tradition of rifle making that goes back centuries. So kind of connected with that local industry, they on, on Christmas Eve have a, a widespread, uh, they'll just go to the mountain and shoot uh, the rifles uh, it, it, to kind of celebrate, to kind of ring in the uh, the holiday. Um, and then in, in uh, Dewsbury, uh, Yorkshire, England, uh, there's this this little uh, Anglican church that uh, they, they, they ring the bell um, one time for every year uh, since uh, since um, the, the first uh, kind of the first Christmas. Uh, so wow. now it's up past, uh, you know, 2000 rings. So they'll actually, you know, <laughs> they started at midnight, but it might not be till, uh, you know, it's supposed to end the last ring set for midnight. So they started about 10 p.m. now to, to be able to reach it at that time. So yeah. kind of those, those amazing little, uh, you know, hyper local uh, traditions I, I love. That's a good one, because in many years to come, they're going to have to start weeks before. Right, exactly. Like the longer out you get, the more uh, they'll have to prep. <laughs> yeah. And is it true that in Japan they have KFC for Christmas? Because that's a rumor yeah. that's often said. It, it is. And it's actually some truth to it. It's kind of a, you know, a very recent uh, tradition and one that was really sort of uh, not one of those sort of market driven uh, traditions where yeah. it actually did start with a, a local owner of a franchisor of, of a KFC who kind of invented this and said, well, you know, there, there wasn't a lot. Japan wasn't a, you know, broadly, uh, you know, Christian nation. So that wasn't Christmas wasn't this this large you know, holiday there, like it would be in some of the, you know, uh, Europe or, or North America and some, some areas. But uh, he said, well, I'm going to try to appeal to these uh, American tourists and maybe, or, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, Christmas celebrating tourists. Uh, and the closest thing to uh, the, uh, you know, a Christmas goose or a Christmas uh, turkey could be uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So he started this Kentucky for Christmas program back in the uh, 80s. And, and that be, kind of took off, turned out to be very popular. Just uh, those, you know, even even locals, because Christmas didn't have sort of pre-existing, uh, you know, really clear traditions. That became kind of a fun way to celebrate. It became really a, a sort of you know Western. Uh, holiday it was was viewed as that so why not enjoy this sort of kentucky fried chicken this sort of you know american rooted uh restaurant uh chain yeah. so that that's now become more of a, a an annual tradition there where you can have kentucky for christmas it's mostly you know marketing promos around you know get your your bucket of fried chicken but it is uh you might have colonel sanders dressed up as santa claus and the yeah. whole bit but uh it, it has kind of taken on a life of its own oh yeah and were there any traditions that you came across that are some of your personal favorites or maybe you've actually started doing yourself? Yeah, you know, one of the the ones that I really like, I, I actually love these ones that have kind of a, uh, the, the darker sort of feel to to some of them where, uh, and that's something that, that, you know, I've always loved the Halloween season too. So it's, yeah. it's surprising, um, you know, in the US, so many of these have dropped off. You don't get some of the darker traditions uh, that you have some in, in some of the, you know, Europe, 
European things like the character of Krampus that, that folks might be familiar with, or in Iceland, they have the Yule lads and, uh, and Grilla. There's almost these sort of boogeymen that either accompany uh, the St. Nicholas, you know, Santa figure and, and, and meet out punishment or uh, just sort of add this kind of, you know, uh, balance to the holiday, kind of a fun, spooky, kind of Halloween-y feel to it. Uh, but one of the things I really like is this uh, in Guatemala, they do a burning of the devil where they uh, kind of they'll, they'll kind of clear out trash from homes and things like that. So it's the idea of sort of a uh, a purge, I guess, in a way of, of the negative things from the year before. Um, and I actually attended last year a, a burning of the devil locally in, in California. They had a uh, an event where it was sort of inspired by Guatemala's tradition. They actually had an artist create these large scale paper mache devils, sort of pinata type characters that you would then toss into the big fire pit and celebrate, uh, you know, with music and everything. But uh, it was it was wonderful to be able to sort of experience this. I haven't been to Guatemala myself. I would love to actually experience the uh, the real burning of the devil out there. But uh, to, to sort of see a local variation on that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Learning about all these different traditions around the world, how do you think that can maybe enhance the way that we all celebrate Christmas in our own communities? Yeah, I think it's it's always great to see how another, uh, you know, another group or community or, or continent even uh, is celebrates or explores these ideas. I- cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
I think it is a great opportunity to understand these other traditions, to see where they come from and to see how maybe the way we celebrate where we grew up doing, the it both makes us appreciate the roots of these traditions and, and how they maybe are approached differently, but also makes us sort of reappreciate our own way of celebrating and maybe even coming up with our own, you know, building on what we already do or creating our creating a new tradition um, to, to, for, for, for your, whether it's just for your own family or for the community. Um, I was in not too long ago uh, in, in Florida, uh, where they have an annual tradition of the, the instead of a giant community Christmas tree in, in West Palm Beach, they have a giant sand Christmas tree that they've created there. Oh, and wow. every year that's, that's really become its own tradition. You know, it's a place that it doesn't really make as much sense to have evergreens and, uh, yeah. you know, snow covered uh, fir trees, but uh, a giant for a giant Christmas tree sandcastle is the way they celebrate, uh, which actually you go to, you know, Australia uh, or New Zealand where the, the temperature is, a, it's a lot warmer there during that time of year. And similarly, you're going to see Santa Claus in his, you know, flip flops and sunglasses. And uh, yeah. it's, it's neat to sort of see how these traditions get sort of, uh, you know, riffed on and, and, you know, different, different, uh, you know, circumstances or, or just uh, innovations and creative approaches can create different uh, kind of different outcomes. And, and uh, the more you learn about these, the more you appreciate that kind of creative spirit and realize that a lot of these traditions are, you know, meant to be sort of built upon and, and yeah. adjusted and, and, you know, riffed, riffed on, you know, it's that's some of the fun of it. But that's quite impressive making a sand Christmas tree. I have no idea how to actually go about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it definitely involves a bulldozer and some serious construction equipment oh yeah definitely how do you think this project has influenced your own perspective on christmas and the importance of cultural diversity within it i think it's it's been so much it's certainly given me just a much deeper appreciation of i guess the importance of tradition and, yeah. and how you know like especially it was you know it's it's as i mentioned you know in the u.s the way so many of are, you know, we sort of dropped off a lot of the darker aspects, but then, you know, appreciating in colder climates, the importance of having these holidays that are about, you know, these midwinter feasting and, and you know, of lights and sort of uh, pushing away the cold and that these, you know, spooky figures sometimes represent the uh, the, 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 the chill of, of the, the temperatures of that time of year. Um, so it's it's given me an appreciation for, you know, the, the, the needs that it it, that it fills for sometimes, um, you know, obviously uh, religious uh, factors are, are key to so many of these traditions and it yeah. depends on, you know, which, um, you know, which area you're going to, but it's, it is interesting the different ways that that gets riffed upon um, one of the, the I there, there's, uh, you know, things like uh, these these games that they do. Um, it's uh, these these uh, like Holy Innocence Day uh, in kind of the, a lot of Spanish speaking countries that kind of is rooted in uh, these, these stories of the uh, kind of biblically oriented that, that started with uh, you know Holy Innocence Day is actually a, you know a, a, a holiday, you know, a religious holiday, but it's been sort of adapted to become almost a 
April Fool's celebration where uh, there'll be sort of pranks and things like that, that the, the kids will play uh, on each other um, and sort of seeing the way these traditions can kind of evolve and still find, you know, new relevance and new meaning from one generation to the next is is fascinating. Absolutely. And were there any stories or anecdotes or traditions from your research that didn't actually make it into the book, but left a lasting impression on you? Yeah, I, so there there were a couple little tidbits that didn't make it, but a lot of things like um, that, some of the, the interesting ones were things that started as maybe more traditions in certain areas, but then were adapted. So it became, they really were more a, a, sort of a, a, you know, became like a U.S. tradition. Things like the Feast of the Seven Fishes that, uh, you know, is a very important uh, tradition for, for, you know, Italian-American community. But the the sort of origins of it um, were were a bit distinct from the way that it's celebrated, you know, now when, when people think of, you know, the, the sort of uh, U.S. adaptation of it, uh, they, sort of the, the roots of it are a bit different. So it's the, some of those kind of like when you look at the earliest uh, celebrations of it, uh, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, include the whole uh, backstory of how these these first began because it's not necessarily the way that they're celebrated today. So the, the emphasis on the book is more, you know, currently how some of these uh, these traditions are being practiced. Now that you've delved into Christmas traditions, do you have plans to explore and document other cultural celebrations or traditions in the future, maybe outside yeah. of Christmas? Oh, that would be so fun. You know, it is something I thought about. Things like, you know, Valentine's Day or Halloween, but there are uh, it, it would be fascinating to kind of look more broadly, but few holidays are as as globally celebrated as Christmas. It is yeah. it is really kind of a, you know, uniquely uh you know, powerful in that way of, uh, and, and both in the sort of, you know, broad, broad celebrations of it, where it's, you know, from the Caribbean to, to Africa, to Asia, there's, there's communities that celebrate in different ways, uh, you know, whether, however religious, um, but, but it would be fascinating to dig into some of these other holidays or, or at least maybe some of their holidays and then their parallel celebrations and other, uh, in other societies. But uh, uh, so far, Christmas, Christmas has been the one that really kind of was of the most uh, fun for me to, to dig into. And how are you celebrating Christmas this year? Is it a quiet one or a big one? And what traditions will you be doing? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. This this year, I'm actually going to be going to Paris. Uh, to, to, my wife and I are doing a little home exchange with a couple of people that are in Paris. They're going to come stay at our place in Ooh. New York. We're going to go out to their place. So I'm excited to kind of explore, have a have a Parisian Christmas. It's a it's a you know I've never uh, spent you know that time of year in France. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm already doing the research on uh, you know some of the, the 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 best ways to kind of celebrate Christmas shows and things like that. But uh, it's you know, certainly one of the more uh, kind of magical places to be able to celebrate the holiday. So this will be unusual for for that reason, for sure. Yeah, that sounds exciting. And it'll be your first Noel, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah, looking forward to to, to that. And, um, you know, some of the, uh, uh, the, the, the France certainly has a lot of great traditions from sort of the, the you know, edible Yule log or, uh, you know, their, their Christmas characters as well that are very, you know, locally uh, inspired. So so, yeah, excited to be able to experience that. Yeah. Well, where are we able to find your book, The Atlas of Christmas? 
Yeah, it's available on any, you know, online booksellers, Amazon and elsewhere and major bookstores as well. You should be able to find it. Uh, it's out in anthropology if you're near one of those as well uh, that, that's uh, currently stocking it. So uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere that uh, books are sold. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today and have a great Christmas. Thanks so much, Toby. You have a Merry Christmas. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, Practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.